0: Welcome, everyone, to the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast. This is the first episode. This is the, probably the first time you've ever heard of us because this is the first season. And so here we are, and we are excited to be bringing you a new podcast on Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, all of these various platforms. We're glad that you're tuning in and listening to us. My name is Walker, and alongside me have Isaiah, and our guest today, which is Andrew, And we are all students of Freed Hardeman University, and we are looking to help you grow spiritually. But we wanna do this by looking at issues that we face in everyday world, um, but through the eyes of Jesus, not through our worldly lens. And so that's the whole purpose of this podcast and why we've created it. And so we're looking to publish episodes on a bi-weekly basis. We may publish a few bonus episodes. Um, We're not sure yet but we will keep you updated as we go along. And so today's issue of focus is the troubles that we face within the new year. You know, new year is often time where uh, the new year is often time where um, it can be an exciting time, a positive time, but there's also a few things that plague the new year, such as not being able to maintain resolutions, setting the wrong resolutions, and different things like that. So we're going to look at this very foundational issue today, but through the eyes of Jesus. But before we get into the meat, and, uh, the meat and potatoes of this podcast, I want to
1: first introduce our guest. So Isaiah, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself. and I'm a freshman Bible major here at Freed Harpoon University in Henderson, Tennessee. I come from Moorfield, West Virginia. My father has been the minister of that congregation for over 15 years. And my grandfather was also a minister for a long time, and I'm hoping to continue that after I graduate here for free. And Isaiah will be sticking with me for most of the episodes in this uh,
0: podcast series and throughout the rest of the seasons, um, if he so chooses to do so. Um, and then I'll, we also have Andrew Wilson with us, and Andrew, tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Hi, I'm Andrew Wilson. I am also a freshman here at FHU. I'm a Bible major uh, with the emphasis on youth and family ministry. So later on in my life, I would like to become a youth minister. Um, I'm from Jackson, Tennessee. So it's about 40 minutes north of Henderson. Um, My grandfather was a preacher for years. My dad is a deacon and helps around in the church um, as well as being a school teacher. So he does that um i have a sports background and i can't wait i'm excited to be on this episode and i thank walker and isaiah for letting me join we're happy to have you with us and we are excited for what we're about
0: to get into within the show but first we have to take a quick break and whenever we get back we're going to be talking about how we can have a better new year we'll see you right back here in just a few seconds Welcome back, everyone, to the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast. Um, Before we dive into this idea of talking about the new year and everything that comes along with it, I do want to make a disclaimer. If the audio sounds uh, not great, it's because we had to change recording locations due to circumstances beyond our control. So we're currently sitting in the conference room of a a coffee shop um, trying to record this podcast because uh, we have been wanting to get this podcast out to y'all for quite some time. And so it's been one of our new year's resolutions. And we are currently trying to capitalize on it, but we're having to make do with what we got. Um, so I apologize in advance for the audio quality, but we plan to better improve it in future episodes to come. But with the new year, there are a lot of things that come um, feeling-wise uh, each and every year. And some of the things that I feel is a feeling of excitement. I get excited about the new year. I get excited about having the opportunity to see what the new year has to hold But I also um, have this feeling of a fresh start. You know, whenever we flip the calendar each year, we, at least for me, it becomes a sense of like a new beginning and you get a new outlook on life in a sense. And even though your problems from the previous year don't go away, whenever you flip the calendar, you have the opportunity to um, make it a better year. And so as Christians, Isaiah, Andrew, how should we approach the new year? I think the first thing that we need to do is to
1: be thankful that we made it to the new year. Uh, it, unfortunately, a lot of people who were with us in 2021 are not here in 2022. Uh, and so we need to be thankful that we are here, that we have made it to 2022, that we that we woke up this morning, and that we are able to go out and into the world and, and do all the things that we need to do. We definitely need to be appreciative to God for that, be thankful to Him for giving us this breath, for giving
2: us the, these these days, and uh, and for which we can
0: serve Him. I agree, and you know we should be using every day um, as an opportunity to seize the day. Um, but before I let you talk about the idea of seizing the day, I want to look at Psalm one eighteen in verse twenty four. It says, "This is the day that the Lord has made; let us rejoice and be glad in it." And we should always want to rejoice whenever the it, each and every day, not just at the beginning of the new year or anything like that. We need to be thankful for each day that God has blessed us with because um, it's truly uh, not something that we deserve to be able to wake up each and every day, but He grants us that opportunity to. And like I was saying, Isaiah, you know, now is the time to seize
1: today. Absolutely, Walker. You know, it doesn't have to be just January 1st. You can make a change in your life any day that you need to make the change. If you see something in your life that you need to change, it doesn't have to wait till January 1st. In fact, I would tell you, you shouldn't wait until January 1st to make that change because the longer you put off making that change, the longer that you put off doing the things that you need to do or stop doing the things that you shouldn't be doing, the harder it'll be to make that change. If you don't make the change right now, it's gonna be much harder down the road. So we need to make sure that we're seizing the day, that we're taking advantage of the opportunity that God has given us to grow and to learn and to be a better Christian. And I think it's important for us to remember what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So Paul's saying, we don't know how much time we have. We don't know when our days will be over. So we need to make sure that we are being wise, that we're not being foolish, and that we're spending the days that God gives us in service to him. I definitely agree with that. And, you know, uh, each new
0: year, people often make uh, a lot of very good resolutions. But over the past few years, especially from 2019 to 2022, there's been a significant decrease in, in people making resolutions. Um, 2019 and through 2021, an average of about 40% of people made resolutions. And then from 2022, just the year alone, only 29% of people made resolutions. And that survey was just done just recently since we are in 2022 now. But, you know, the, the number of people making resolutions are very few. And some of the resolutions that are commonly known and that have been made over this span was losing weight, improving your health, um, improving finances, spending more time with loved ones, and enjoying life more, and all of these are very important and things that we should definitely focus on, but I think uh, our relationship with Jesus should be at the top of that list, and if you didn't make any resolutions at all this year, I think one of the resolutions that you, you should start today is making your life better with Jesus, because there's always room for improvement, and uh, and I think that it's never a bad time to change your life and to start putting it back on Jesus. Andrew, you have anything you
2: would like to add? Um, a lot of people should probably uh, be intentional with their faith. And at the resolutions, um, we were talking earlier about seizing the day. And part of it is not making excuses. Um, if you turn to Matthew 25, um, verses 14 through 20 or 14 through 30, the, that section is the parable of the uh, the talents, 10 talents. And as the story goes, there's a master who gives talents to three of his servants, um, various amounts, but to one servant he gives, I believe one talent. And um, when the master comes back, the first two servants have doubled their talents. But you get to the last one, and um, the the servant makes an excuse. He says in verse 24 and 25, he says, Then the man who had received one bag of cold, or one talent, came, and master, he said. I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. So he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything with it. He just buried it in the ground, and he made an excuse of being afraid. And that's what people should not be doing. You don't need to be afraid and use your talents and not be intentional with your faith. So. I definitely agree with
0: that. And I think... In order to become more intentional about our faith, I think we have to start becoming more in rhythm with God. You know, we often live our life in a sense of random. And what I mean by that is, like, we don't have any uh, – rhythm. Well, I, won't, I don't want to say rhythm. We don't have any um, habits or set habits or set rituals in our life, especially in our spiritual life. You may have a set ritual in your – in your normal life, like you do your laundry every Thursday, and that's the habit that you do. But in our spiritual life, what type of rhythms, what type of things that we have in our life that help us better improve our spirituality. Um, and I think that's something we need to do a better job at establishing is that rhythm with God. And a few things that we can do that or a few ways that we can go about doing that is through prayer. You know, prayer is an amazing power that we've been blessed with by God. He gives us this ability to communicate with him. And we should often use that ability. Um, and in First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, it talks about praying without ceasing. And so we should always be wanting to pray more to God, be able to communicate with Him and ask Him for things. Be intentional whenever you pray and ask Him for wisdom, ask Him for strength, ask Him for better health. Use the lifeline that you have with God to communicate your struggles with Him, to communicate the things that you're struggling with in life. But also start going to church more. If you don't go to church right now, I encourage you to find a church on Sunday morning to go to, and to start going there, and be an active member within the church. In 1 Corinthians, Paul uses the analogy of a body, and he talks about how we are all members of the church, and each member makes up a part of the body. And if one of the parts of the body is not attached to the body itself, then the Body is not complete. And what he's saying there is that if one member is missing from the church on Sunday morning, then the church itself is not complete. And so we need to become better stewards at being at church every Sunday and knowing that our attendance matters and that it's important to God. But I think it also boils down to we need to start being more thankful for our blessings and we need to start learning how to handle temptations in life better because those things can be hard at times, it can be hard to be thankful. It can be hard to handle the temptations, but it, it starts with becoming more intentional, like Andrew said, and becoming more in rhythm with God. Isaiah, you got anything you want to add before we go into the next segment of the
1: show? I think it, we also need to remember that we need to set aside time to study God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter two and verse fifteen says, "Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth." We need to set time aside out of our day. To spend in God's word, we need to be able to push aside all of the distractions and all of the things that this world comes with, and to sit down and say, okay, God has given me his inspired word. This word is here to help me better serve him if I choose to allow it to do so. We need to make sure that we are spending that time in God's word to strengthen ourselves and to draw near to God.
0: I, I totally agree with that statement and it's something that we definitely need to improve on each and every day. Whenever we get back from the break, we're going to look at how can we become a better me. And we sort of started talking about this idea in this section, but really whenever we set these resolutions, they should require us to do three things or they should require our, ourselves to change three things in our life. And we're gonna look at what those three things are whenever we get back from the break. We'll see you right back here in just a few seconds. Welcome back. To the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast, Um, you know, whenever we talk about the idea of the New Year, you know, there's a lot of things that we can can create all these New Year's resolutions, and they may sound really good and well thought out. However, resolutions will require us to change our lives in a few aspects. And I think the first aspect that is going to require our lives to change in is mindset. If you want to turn with me to Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1 reads, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God... To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Notice verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you may may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so we need to constantly be trying to change our minds, to, to focus our minds on Jesus and to focus our minds on things above. But we should also be trying to change our lifestyle, and that comes with creating resolutions that are going to be beneficial to our spiritual life. And with these resolutions, they should also change our habits because we're going to change different things in our life. I mean, that's what resolutions are all about, changing things that we need to fix. And so that's going to change our lifestyle, and it's also going to change our habits. But Isaiah, resolutions can teach us a lot more um, than what we just need to change,
1: but they should also teach us a little bit more. And what, what are those things? Well, one of the things that it can teach us is accountability. Uh, it does no one any good to make a resolution silently, in my opinion. You know, it, it definitely would be a lot more beneficial for someone to say, okay, if my New Year's resolution is, for example, to study the word God more, mm-hmm. you can do that by yourself, but the likelihood is that you'll get tired or you'll get discouraged or, or something will happen And, you know, you'll miss a day, and then that day becomes two days, and those two days become a week, and before you know it, the new year is coming up again, and you haven't read your Bible all year. Right. But if you find someone to read with, just to encourage you to study more, if you have your accountability partner there, then the two of you, together, will support one another in that resolution, and you'll be able to make make it through the resolution and, and improve yourself and get to the goal that you have set. I agree. And, you know,
0: it's something that uh, I've been wanting to do every year, and it's really just because I had no one to hold me accountable, and that is to read my Bible through. And, you know, this year, whenever we got back to Freed for the uh, spring semester, you know, um, Isaiah actually started this group um, where we're doing, where we're reading the Bible through, essentially. And so he has started um, doing this group, and we are working together to hold each other accountable in order to read our Bible through, and so that's something that you can do with your family, with your friends. You can start a group to become more intentional about reading the Bible through. If that's one of your spiritual resolutions for the year, but um, that that's something that I thought of while you were mentioning about being accountable. But I think another thing that we got to do is we got to be responsible. You know, we can we can. It's great to be accountable, but we also have to be responsible, and we also have to um, hold others responsible as well. Um, whenever they say that they're going to do something. Um, And we also need to be thankful. Uh, Thankful for each thing that God has blessed us with and thankful for the opportunity to serve Him each and every day. We need to strive
1: to keep and follow through with every spiritual resolution that we make. Isaiah. Well, uh, you you definitely bring up a good point when you say that we need to follow through with every resolution we make. And Andrew, I'm kind of stealing words out of your mouth here. Uh, But I've heard him make the analogy about life is kind of like golf, right? You have your goal, you have that, that hole that you're aiming for, right? And, and sometimes you'll be able to get, get to it, it'll be a straight shot, and you, and you hit a good shot, right? And that's that. Mm-hmm. But at times you make a mistake. You spin the ball off into the woods or into the water, and then you have to recover from that mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, and I'm definitely included in this, If something doesn't work the first time or if something fails for the first time, I get discouraged, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I don't want to do it anymore. It's it's too difficult, right? Because it's not easy. It's Mm -hmm. not handed to us. And I think that a lot of people need to, and and again, myself included, I'm preaching to myself here, but a lot of people need to be able to say, okay, that didn't go the way that I wanted it to but I still have a chance to get to my goal. I, even though I messed it even though I made a mistake, I still can accomplish what I have set up to accomplish because I have this this strength, this fortitude to be able to get up even when it's not easy, even to keep going even when it's not easy. That's called perseverance. I definitely agree. And I think something that
0: I've seen many people struggle with, myself included, is the fact that, we want life to be very easy for us and we we come up with this mindset that if something seems too hard for us in life we're just not going to do it and you know we we just quit whenever we whenever things get hard but I think that has to change especially if we want to improve ourselves spiritually and like Isaiah was saying if we want to if we want to make the most of our life we need to start taking on the hard things in life and not just quit whenever the times in life gets troubling Um, you know Andrew, I think uh, you have some sort of a sports background in a sense. Tell us a little bit about
2: your background in sports and all that good stuff. Well, um, played soccer for about twelve years. I used to live in Arkansas for, and then so I started that for a year. And then when I moved to Jackson, I kept doing it. Same for basketball. Played a little bit of city league baseball, but all these things. You talk about perseverance. So, (laughs) some people might find this funny. Some people might not. But, um, in soccer, I mean, you get pushed down a lot. You get hit. Isaiah, I know you play soccer, so I know you understand that. So, um, one time, I was playing this one game, and this guy was, like, playing, being, like, twice the size of me. But, I mean, he, like, Pushed me down so hard, I thought I was not gonna get up. But I got back up, and I kept playing for like five more minutes. But it's just those things that like run into a wall. You run into a wall, and you you either it makes a makes or breaks a person. That will um, make a person persevere. But the thing is, we need to have our eyes on the Lord. And Psalm 23, the psalmist um, says that, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So he's saying that even though, he's going through all these bad things. He's going through all these hardships, these temptations, these sins. He can still look to God. He can still look to, his, to the Lord and be like, you are with me.
1: You are always with me. And that's what we need to do as well. I kind of have the opposite story. Uh, you, you mentioned this, you know, you got knocked down in stocks, but you, you got up and kept going. Uh, I ran track and field my freshman year of high school. And my event was the 300 intermediate hurdles, and I was bad at the 300 <laughs> intermediate hurdles. So bad, in fact, that out of 118 runners, male runners, in that event in the state of West Virginia that year, I was number 118. And I, d- I didn't have the mental fortitude, I didn't have the mental strength to persevere to keep going after that season. I quit, because it was too difficult, it was, it was too hard for me, right? And looking back on it, in some ways, I'm glad that that happens because I was able to devote that time that I would have spent in track and field practice to other things. Uh, But at the same point in time, it would have been better for me to stick it out and to persevere and to grow from that and to uh, work towards becoming a better hurdler. And I think the same point can be made as Christians, right? Like like we said, there's going to be a lot of difficulties. There's going to be a lot of hardship, persecution, suffering, all of those things that happen because we are Christians.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, we can either be like like Andrew in his story or we can be like me in my story, mm-hmm. right? We can either get up and keep going and persevere even though it's difficult, even though it would be easier just to give, give up. Mm-hmm. And we can miss out on all the rewards that come with that. Mm-hmm. If we, if we choose to not persevere. And I think it's important for us to remember that God never promised it was going to be easy. In fact, he made the exact opposite promise. He said it's going to be difficult, but he also said that if we are faithful until death, we will inherit the crown of life.
2: If you look in Acts chapter 5, um, there's a section of verses, so chapter 5 starts with Ananias and sapphire. But then you go on and um, the Peter and John and the other apostles are um, preaching the word of God. And then the, the Jewish leadership would bring them in and and beat them and question them and, and be like, basically say, if you preach the word more, then we will basically like beat you or kill you. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe they do beat them later on. And um, in verse 41, actually, in verse 40, they said, His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. So they had them beat them. And then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. In verse 41, it says, The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering. Disgrace for the name. So even though that the Jewish leadership threatened and actually flawed by beating the apostles. The apostles still like I mean probably right after they left, then they still preached the word. So
0: And I think this is a great uh segue into break because um, whenever we get back from break we're gonna be talking about how this show can better help you persevere in your spiritual or in your uh, walk with God and how it can how this show can help you persevere and think about life in a little bit different aspect so we're going to be focusing on how this show can help you uh, whenever we get back from the break and um, we'll see you back here in just a few minutes
1: welcome back to the through the eyes of Jesus podcast Today, we've talked about the new year, new me, and today, and uh, for now, we're going to talk to you about this new show. Again, this is the first episode of the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast, and we want to talk to you about how this show, we pray, is going to encourage you and strengthen you and be a benefit to you on your Christian walks.
0: Yeah, most importantly, this show is here for you. We're here to help you um, look at the Bible and look at worldly issues through a different perspective. But we also want to encourage you. We also want to uplift you. And we want to talk with you as well. And you don't have to call us whenever we're recording a show or whatever in order to talk to us. You can call us anytime and talk to us. Um, And our number is 731-439-9671. But maybe you want to be on the show or you need prayers or something of that nature. Well, you can always text your name to 731-439-9671. And if you want to be on the show, just include in the subject line the message, hashtag BetterMe2022, and we will send you information about being on the show. Um, But if you need prayers or anything like that, or you just need someone to talk to, just text that number and tell us what you're struggling with, and we'll be happy to help you in any way that we possibly can. Uh, Also, in the description of this podcast, there's going to be various links. Links to submit prayer requests if you don't want to text the number. There will also be links to set up a Bible study if you want to study the Word a little bit more. Maybe you've heard something today and you need to figure out how to fix some things in your life. We'll be happy to study with you in any way that we can. And because we're always looking for ways to set up Bible studies, if you have an open mind and if you're willing to sit down and to discuss what God's Word has to say and you know, you can find more information about this podcast and setting up a one-on-one Bible study on my website, PreacherWalkerMinistry.com. Uh, sooner or later, we'll be launching a website in the future for the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast. But as for right now, we're putting all of this on my website temporarily. Um, and then in the future, uh, we should uh, have a website just for this podcast. And I think Isaiah, I think we talked about creating this Instagram page for this Uh, podcast as well so hopefully by next episode we can give you the information regarding the instagram page and you can go like that and follow it or do whatever you need to do on instagram in order to keep track of new episodes and different things like that so once again we thank you for joining Uh, for me for andrew for isaiah we are so happy that you decided to join us for this first episode and we pray that you will join us again whenever the next episode launches And we hope that you enjoyed the first episode of the Through the Eyes of Jesus podcast. And we hope that you will join us every other week as we look at common issues that the world faces every day. And we learn from the one who knows how to handle the worldly issues. And his name is Jesus. Do you know him?